Good morning. It's Monday at 10 a.m. We are learning one of three sikhas um, that are being studied by Jews throughout the world. It's part of Project Lukote Sikhas. Um, this morning we are studying Maasai and how it's connected to Bein Hamitzarim. Uh, we are studying in the schus of Rafur Shleim of Farab Yosef Yitzchak Ben Simachasya and as a schus for Henya Basmania Miriam. Um, this is not a terribly long sicha, but there are so many um, here. It's it's really, really, really special. Sif Aleph. Parshas Masai. Boilet for Nikor Begoloi Hakeshech of Parshas Shavuol is man Bishana Shaboy Kremba Hater. So as we know, the Rebbe always very, very often quotes the Shalah, that there is an inherent connection between the Parsha that you read and <clears throat> the time of the year, the Yamim Tevim, the fast day, the Yemei Depagra, and, and many other ways in which the Rebbe connects the Parsha and what's going on. But here the Rebbe says, it's Boilet Venikar. It's obvious and recognizable it's 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 just jumping out at us what what the connection is. Parsha of this parsha is always read um, adjacent to Rishchidish Menachem of. It's either read Rishchidish Gufa. It's either read on Rishchidish or Lemacharase or the day after Rishchidish or as this year B'Shabbos Mevorchem Rishchidish Menachem of and Shabbos Mevorchem of the Chidish of. Okay, so that's the time that this parsha is always read. And what's in the parsha? Uba misupar lirishena, and the first thing we learn shemisas aron heisa bechaydish hachamishi beechad lechaydish. And we learn that Aaron's death occurred in the fifth month, which is chaydish of beechad lechaydish, which chaydish of misas aron atzma. Now the death itself. Aaron's death itself is um, described in poignant and elongated fashion in, in last week's Parsha, Parsha's Chukas. But the exact date of when he passed, and how many years he lived, that Dafka appears in our Parsha. This connection between when you read the Parsha and what is contained within the Parsha. So the connection is not only seen and recognized and obvious in the way that when we read this correlates so precisely with the time that Aaron passed away as we said above, canal, but there's a deeper strata here. It's not just about the time, the calendrial time when these things coalesce, but it's about the teichen. It's about the content of what's going on here. Because b'chaydish menachem of ira chorban beis hamigdash, sreifas beis elokeinu, because what what of is is um, at least until until Tesvav Ba'av, we're consumed with um, the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, the the burning of God's home, Amru Chazal, and this is connected to what the parsha tells us about because Chazal taught us Shkula Misasan Shal Sadikim Kisreifas Beis Elokeinu that when a tzaddik passes, that is equal to the burning of Hashem's house. The chen amru, and our chazal also taught, silukan shal tzaddikim, that the passing of tzaddikim, kasha lifnea kadosh baruch hu yoyser mechorban beis hamikdash, is more difficult for God than the destruction of the beis hamikdash. And we see further correlation by noting that when a tzaddik passes, our reaction to this, our comportment 
is expressed in, in a binary. On one hand, what is appropriate is that we cry and we mourn. On, on the fact that the tzaddik passed. But on the other hand, that is precisely the time that is not the time for us to marinate exclusively in the mourning and the crying, but rather to put tremendous emphasis on learning for what the tzaddik did, on learning the terror of the tzaddik and his service of Hashem, with which he was engaged his entire life. Why is this so important? In order to continue and to walk in the ways that he taught, and when we do that, then we are acting in consonance with what Chazal taught us, that when the children of the tzaddik are alive, when they are, when they live in a way that reflects and is based on the life of the tzaddik, then the tzaddik himself is alive. And so bringing it back to our discussion here regarding Aaron, what does the Mishnah tell us? that we should be the Talmidim of Aaron, and as we all know, that he was Redif Shalom, and, and, and we should do the same thing. So again, what the Rebbe is saying is that it's not happenstance that the, this Parsha is read when it is. This Parsha mentions exact date of Aaron's death and how many years he lived. That means that there has to be a very strong correlation with what's going on on the calendar. And we're going into the month of Av. This Parsha is always read either Meshchidosh or the day after or Shabbos Mabarchim, which is the way it's read this week. And so it's not just the calendrial overlay, but rather the content of what's happening here. And that is the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash on one hand and the departure of a tzaddik on the other. And about these things, we have to have two reactions at the same time. One, of course, there needs to be the, the mourning and the crying. At the same time, there has to be the learning from the tzaddik and the learning of the tzaddik's Torah, and then the tzaddik is alive. And the Rebbe says, and it's the same thing with the Beis HaMikdash. On one hand, we are in a state of mourning. We have entered already the three weeks, and this will only accelerate as we come closer and closer to Tishabab. But on the other hand, but it is precisely during this time that is called Bain Hamitsarim between the constraints in the narrowness between Shivasa Batamas and to and and, and Tishabav that we need to strengthen ourselves, not to fall into a depressed state about the Golas, God forbid. And how do we strengthen ourselves? through the knowledge that is taught to us and is broadcasted at the end of the Haftarah for one of our Parshas, Parshas Masai. Asher me'ata, says, from now, yes, there's going to be the destruction, but from the destruction from now, you call me father, the destruction and the tribulations and the trial caused you to, to cry out to me and to find a closer relationship to me and to call me father and aluf nari ata and identify me as the master of your youth. And this is a proper time to encourage ourselves and encourage others in this dark, and doubly dark time of Ikvasid Mashiach, when we hear the footsteps of Mashiach already appro uh, approaching, and especially in this calendrial time, these three weeks, how? 
by strengthening our belief that Mashiach is about to come any moment now, any day, and specifically through learning and um, delving and, and engaging in the form and the design and the functions of the base of Mikdash, and the details of the design, and in the um, exits and the entrances, and in all the details of the design of the Mikdash and in all the laws regarding to the Mikdash. And um, in the footnote, the Chippah says that Rashi and Radak say that Tchunasai uh, refers to all the um, small side rooms and the cubicles that existed where things were stored. And I guess today we would call it offices, uh, the different functionaries of the Beis HaMikdash had. So the Rebbe is saying that <clears throat> a very important way for us to strengthen our, 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 our belief in Mashiach and bolster our spirits during this time is to learn about the, the um the design of the base of Mikdash and all of its details. Asher az, and when we do this, Kemaimer Chazal, like Chazal teach us in, in the Medrash, Amar Hashem Gadol Kriyasa Kivinyana. That it's uh, that it's just as great to learn in the Torah about the building of the Mikdash <coughs> as it is to build it. Lech Go and tell Bnei Yisrael that they should learn how to build the design of the base of Mikdash. And as a reward for this, for their engaging and, and learning these laws, I will consider it as if they are actually engaged in building the, the base of Mikdash. And again, the Rebbe is drawing the correlation between the Parsha and where it talks about Aaron's leave-taking and the time of year. And he's saying it's the same thing with the, with the leave-taking of a tzaddik. Through us walking and learning and living in the ways of the tzaddik, he is alive. I knew this means that the true life of a tzaddik, the true life of a tzaddik is not corporeal, it's not temporal, it's not physical, it's, it's spiritual. What is it? It's the tzaddik's faith in Hashem, his awe of Hashem, his love of Hashem, and those nimshachim v'hinam chayim v'kayamim b'zarei talmidah v'talmidah talmidah. And those remain alive and extend in his children, in his, in his students, and in the students of his students. Ve'al pizeh naisefes hadgasha miyuchedes b'kesher sh'bein chor b'mbeis ha'migdash b'chedesh av l'misas arem b'shchedesh menachem av. And this further cements the special connection between the Chorban Beis Hamidrash, which happened in the month of Av, and the death of Aaron, which happened in Rosh Chinam. We know that the second Beis Hamidrash was destroyed because of unnecessary and baseless hate. So what's the antidote? The Mishnah tells us we should be like the students that are, and the Rebbe says in parentheses, your students are like your children, your seed. We should be like the students, the children of Aaron. We should be like what Aaron modeled. We should love peace. We should run after peace. We should love all people. We should bring them closer to the Torah. And all of this in a way that is um, that is inherently baseless. In other words, it's not quid pro quo. It's not somebody uh, gave us something, therefore we're going to be nice to them. Avas chinam. Okay. Siv base. Seemingly, 
we can push back and ask a question about this parallel that the Rebbe has now outlined between the leaf taking of a tzaddik from this world and the destruction of the base of Mikdash. Regarding the leaf taking of a tzaddik, the exact terminology is when his children are alive, he is alive. And it's not as if he's alive, it's he's alive. Meaning, that when his children, when the students go in the way of the tzaddik, they effectuate that the tzaddik is alive. Because once we establish and we remind ourselves over and over that the life of a tzaddik is not the smile, is not the eyes, is, is not the tenua of the hand, is not the physical aspect, but rather the spiritual aspects, then we understand that the tzaddik is alive, because this is the true life of the tzaddik. It's a continuous life that continues. In contradistinction, when the Chazal speak about our engagement in the design of the Beis HaMikdash, here we might think, we, and we would be correct to think, it's necessary for the actual physical structure uh, to be in existence. Uh, because the Rambam teaches constantly, the Rebbe always cites, is that the most important thing in the Beis HaMikdash is to bring Karbanes. Without a physical Beis HaMikdash, you can't bring physical Karbanes. And not in the model of that since the base of Middash was destroyed, we have tefillah, which was established in the place of Karbanas. Seemingly, it would appear that what we're able to accomplish through learning about the tzuras habayis, the, the design and the function and the form of the base of Middash, is like what tefillah is to Karbanas. It's not mamish. It's the closest we can get. But it's certainly not the same thing. And the Rebbe says, you would be right to approach it with the same posture. I understand that you, that you would push back and you would say, wait a minute, wait a minute, it's not exactly the same thing. But the Rebbe says, but in truth, it's not like this. When Tyrus Emes compares two things, like in our present discussion, that through studying the design and the details of the Beis HaMikdash, I will reckon it, I will consider it as if you are engaged in building the Beis HaMikdash. When the Torah says that I will recognize if you build a base of English, it means that studying and building is one and the same thing. Ella, however, Ella my, but, but, uh, but still, <laughs> we're, we're sitting in our houses and let's say we're studying these halachas and we don't see that we're building the base of English. Ella Shakiva and Shahatit Sois Hagash Mizma Asik. But because the practical, physical um, results of the study will only concretize and will only come to fruition in this lower realm after some time. Therefore, Chazal said, it is as if. But before the whatever it is we're doing is drawn down in a physical way, before the permission and the possibility is given to build the base of Migdash here below, 
אין פרש הדבר שהלימוד בצורת הבייס הוא זכר בלבד לבניה בייס המקדש. It's not the proper understanding of this is not that learning about the function and the design of the Beis HaMikdash is simply a way of remembering the Beis HaMikdash, or something like that. Or another way of maybe saying this would be to say, just like Hashem would give you a schar to build a Beis HaMikdash, he'll give you a schar for learning about the Beis HaMikdash. No, the Rebbe says it's neither one of the above. But it's that through the fact that a person is engaging in the study, this is words here. We are actually engaging in building the house. And I'm sorry that I'm taking two minutes here just to say that if we take this idea and apply it to mothering. There are so many things that we do and we might not see what we're building, but the Rebbe says, you're building it. You're, you're building it at that moment. Or in our relationships with other people, we, we might not see what we're building when we're doing it, but we have to know that we're building it. Mamish, mamish, mamish. And we will understand this more fully by looking at what the Chazal tell us about Karbanis. Chazal tells us, Anybody who engages in the study about a Chatas is like he brought the Chatas. And, and so on and so forth with the different karbanas. It says that when you learn about these karbanas, it's like you brought them. And at the footnotes, the brings down that um, that's why uh, certain times you have to stand because during that carbon you had to stand. And that, that's why that study should take place at certain times of the day that correlates to when the carbon was brought and so on and so forth. In other words, this is not just like to make us feel good and say, oh, well, if you study about it, it's like you brought it. There are halachic ramifications. So this idea that when you study, it's as if you brought up the carbon. Again, don't understand this, that there is just a correlation in the reward that you get. Or that through learning the laws of the karbanes, you get the kapara, meaning that the that the learning effectuates the same thing that bringing the carbon that the bringing the carbon would have done no the Rebbe says it's not that but rather the Rebbe says at least according to some opinions it is literally in the same category as bringing that carbon and the Rebbe says this comes an, into expression in the realm of halacha. Like, for instance, the Rebbe says, You don't say parshas hakabanis at night. We say it in Shachris, we say it partially in Mincha, because you don't bring karbanis at night. And there are other details where we find that learning the halachas and, and are engaging in, in, in that has to be similar and it has to be in the same rubric as the way that karban was brought. Meaning that learning about it and davening and, and saying it and articulating it is not simply a remembrance of something by gone. And it's not simply just that we will get a schar, but rather that we are actually affecting something. And similarly, and even more, is engaging 
in the study of the design and form of the base Hamikdash. Shahushva bemedrasham leesed behilchas hakabanes. The medrash compares the study of the base Hamikdash with the study of kabanes. Kemuva meloshen hamedrash, like the medrash teaches us. Shaal ta'anosay shal yecheskel. That Yecheskel, when Hashem told Yecheskel to go and tell Bnei Yisrael that they should study about the Beis Hamikdash, Yecheskel said to Hashem, "Really? Until now, we are find, we are found in exile amongst our enemies. And you're telling me that I should come and teach Bnei Yisrael about the design." And, and the details and the functions of the base of Migdash. Can they do anything about this? It's 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 almost like it's a tease. It's 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 unfair. Leave them alone, Leave them alone until until they they leave Golos. Then I'll talk to them about the base of Migdash. Hashem answered to Yechezkel, "Ubeshvil shebanai nisunim begoyla yehi binyan beisi batel, because my children are in Golos, the building of my base hamikdash should be nullified." V'lachain hirehu sheyasku belimut soras habayis, and so Hashem instructed Yechezkel. Yechezkel instructed the Jews that they should engage in learning. The design of the base of Mikdash. Zaysameris. This tells us This teaches us that when we learn, when Jews learn about the base of Mikdash, then the building of the base of Mikdash is not nullified. Rabbi says we might say that the explanation of this is as follows. The mitzvah daraisa that you shall make for me a sanctuary and I will dwell amongst you is a positive commandment for all time. It wasn't just to that generation under the tutelage of Moshe. It was for all time. There is upon us an obligation to build a base amigdash, and therefore, when Jews are unable to build a base amigdash for various reasons that we have no control over, we have incumbent upon us the mitzvah asay bikriyasa. To read, meaning to learn the halacha. And through this, it's as if you are building it. You know the song that all the children sing in, in, in camps way up high in the sky. And, you know, it's cute. And we think it's like just something to motivate or stimulate the children that they should do another mitzvah brick, brick by brick. But the Rebbe is talking to us. Uh, hopefully to adults, alleged adults, and, and telling us this is actually happening. It, this is not just like a cute camp song. Kilimar, this is to say, it's not just that, what should we do? Because we can't build the base of Mikdash, practically speaking, so we're going to learn about it. As a remembrance. And to create some kind of spiritual connection between us and the base of Mikdash. No, the Rebbe says, No, in this study, you are actually fulfilling the category of the mitzvah of building the base of Mikdash. Dalit. And if you might want to say, you might find to say that Lidvarim Elu Ramas Harambam Bipasuk Shehevi Lefne Hilchas Beisabhira. So the Rambam, um, you could say, like in literary style, brought a Pasuk um, as, as an epigram before every um, every safer. 
and betchila sefer avoda. And before he begins the sefer of avoda, in which the hilchos beis habchira is found, the following pasuk appears, which actually is from this year's capital of the Rebbe: Shalu shleim Yerushalayim. You should seek out the peace. You should ask uh, concerning Yerushalayim. Yishloyu ahavayach. Hakdamas pasuk zeh lehilchos beis habchira. So the Rambam prefacing the Hilchas Beis Habchir with this pasuk, or the Sefer Avoda, and to the larger Sefer in which this appears, Miramezes Umegala Sheyeshna Chiyu V'Tzivoy Shalu Shleim Yerushalayim. It alludes to the fact, and it reveals for us that there is a obligation and a commandment to articulate to ask, to speak of, to engage verbally in, in what's going on in Yerushalayim, in the Shleim Yerushalayim, in the integrity of Yerushalayim. Ha-miskayim, and how do we how do we actually do that? By learning the halachas of Beis HaBchira and Avoida. Lu kavanas harambam haisa shetzerach lilmat halachas elu b'fchina zecher l'mikdash b'vat. If it was the intention of the Rambam that it's necessary to learn these halachas just as a remembrance, just so that we would have a connection, then he should have brought the pasuk that the Gemara brings down <clears throat> regarding always remembering Yerushalayim at the base of Mikdash. The Gemara says, from where do we learn that we have to remember the Mikdash? Shenemar, like it says, which we know is another, another name for Yerushalayim, doesn't have anybody who's inquiring about her. So we learn from here that we have to inquire, that we have to remember. But he didn't bring this pasuk. That would have meant that one has to continually remember, inquire. But he brought the pasuk dafka, and with this madgish harambam The Rambam is is teaching us and 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 hinting to us that we have an obligation to learn and to engage in the details and the details, details. So this is like when, when, you, when, you, when you really ask about how somebody's doing, you don't just say, oh, hi, how are you? And then start talking about the price of tea in China. You actually ask, how are the children? Where are they? What are they doing this summer? Which camps are they in? If you're really interested. So shalu shleim means interested, not just remembering, not just like giving somebody a kiss from across the street, like a Hollywood hello. No, but to really get involved. Not just to remember the Mikdash, but ovar in the past. And to know how it should be built in the future. No. But to be involved in it because this is something present. This is something current. This is trending. This is now. This is what we have to do. But the pasuk that the Gemara cites, that Sion doesn't have anyone that's asking about her, that's inquiring about her. We would only learn that we should inquire, we should remember. And so this underscores that our learning about the Beis HaMikdash is not only to know about how to build it in the future, which is in and of itself compelling enough of a reason. But 
But what, what the Rambam does by bringing this pasuk is he underscores that learning this halachis is relevant and important vis-a-vis -vis our ongoing obligation in the here and now to build the base Hamikdash. Hey, and here the Rebbe brings an example in other areas of halacha to this. And we could find parallels to this halachic paradigm that doing something at a certain time, although it may seem to be incomplete, actually is considered complete. We can find this in tshuva and in gevus. The completion and the consummate manner of doing teshuva and, and um, affecting atonement for an inadvertent sin, he al vidui dvarim the korban. The completion of this would be through um, vidui, through acknowledging the sin and bringing a korban. The Afalpikane, and nevertheless, although the completion of this chuva would be through bringing a carbon, Maitzim Anu, we find in Halacha, Shebizmana Golos, in the time of exile, Kasher Iev Shalag Hakriv Karban, when it's not possible to bring a carbon, Nasez Shlemus Hakapara Alde Chuva Vidudvarim Bilbad. The completion of chuva is effectuated through the process of chuva acknowledging the sins alone. And this is the completion of tshuva, even though you can't bring the korban. And the Rebbe says, I'm not just like trying to bolster your spirit and tell you it's okay, your tshuva is really complete. I'm going to show you in halacha. Ukiyadua, like it's known, Hanaf Kamina Lahalacha Bipol Binagay Ladin Altashes Rasha Lias Eight Hamas. The Rebbe brings down a pasuk from Shemais that teaches us that you're not allowed to bring a Rasha to bring to, to be an eight. If you bring a Rasha to be a witness, then it's considered that you're you're this is that this in itself is an Aver. But we know. Lahalacha, that if a person does teshuva in this time that we are in Gullus, they are considered a viable kosher witness. This means that the teshuva is complete. And here, I mean, in general, the Rebbe is here teaching us uh, something that can be applied in many, many areas, because very often people will say, well, isn't this a Jewish value? And the best way, the, the, the metric, the litmus test for if something is a Jewish value is if it's tethered to and is bolstered by the details in halacha. So if saving the whales is a Jewish value, then we would have to find in halacha how many whales, um, male, female, what do you do with them when you save them, and so on and so forth. When do you have to save them? Otherwise, yeah, generally speaking, yes, we need to do good things for the environment and the world we live in. And for this, we have the mitzvah and the details of the Baal Tashris and so on and so forth. So, so the Rebbe is saying, I'm not just telling you your tshuva is complete. I'm showing you la halacha that in, that in this time of Golas, your tshuva is complete, even though you didn't bring a karban. And this idea of something being complete, although at this time we cannot fulfill all the aspects thereof, this is even more clearly seen in conversion. Although, again, to become a korban, sorry, to become a convert, you need circumcision, you need immersion in the mikvah, and you need to bring a korban. But in this time, when we can't bring a korban, you need circumcision and you need immersion. And this completes the process. And the fact that when the Beis Hamidosh will be rebuilt, those who converted in Golos will bring a karban. 
This does not take away from the completion of the conversion at this time. Vav. Alpihanal. So based on what we learned above, Yish Levar is Divri Harambam Bagdamas Perish Mishnayis Benegel and Meseches Midas. So now we need to understand what the Rambam taught in his preface to in his in his Perish Hamishnayis on Mesechta Midas, where the measurements of the base of Mikdash are found. And the Rambam writes there, Ein Boy Inyan Acher. This is nothing but the recounting and the remembrance of the measurements of the Bayasheni, and its exact architecture and the way it was built and all of the subsidiary details. And so what what efficacy does this study have? Because when the third base of Midrash will be built speedily in our days, so we will have to um, build the base of Midrash in a similar form and design uh, like the second base of Midrash because this was all built Based on Ruach Hakadosh, Kamei Amar, like David said to Shlaimai, Hakol Bechzav Miyad Hashem Alai Hiskil, that all of this um, is written from the hand of Hashem, which He taught me. So that's what the Rambam says about what is a, what is the efficacy of studying Maseches Mitzvahs. Obe Taisus Yantiv Beer, and the Taisus Yantiv explains. That the third base Hamikdash, although it's not going to actually be similar to the second base Hamikdash, like the Rambam himself wrote, Behilchas base Habachira. What did he write? Shabinin ha'asid lihibanais af al pisha hu kasu biyecheskel ena meforishim avor. What the what the eventual third base Hamikdash will look like, even though. It's written in Yechezkel, but it's not, it's not clear. And those who built the Bayasheni in the times of Ezra, they built it based on what Shlomo did in the first base of Mikdash, which was built on what his father told him to do, which was, which was based on what David Melch says, Hashem told me to do. And somewhat dvarim hamifurashim biyecheskel on that which was was said in Yecheskel. In other words, the the, the binyan base hamikdash hasheni was undertaken as kind of you could say um, a um, what are we using to hybrid? Okay, so it was a hybrid between what Shlomo Melech did that was based on what Hashem told David. And what Yechezkel told Bnei Yisrael about the Binyan Shlishi, the Imkain. And if so, <laughs> so of what efficacy is it to know the exact measurements of the second base of Middash, which are delineated in Mesechet Midas in, in the Mishnah? Okay, nice to study, but, but what are you going to gain from it if it anyway? Is not what the third base Hamidrash is going to look like. Hine Afal Pikain, but still in all, Yesh Tayelas the Binyan de la Asid Milimud Mesechet Mitas. There is practical um, <clears throat> effect from learning Mesechet Mitas for the, for the third base Hamidrash. And that is Avor Hapratim Shabahem Shave Habayis de la Asid Labayashani Ulabinian Ulabayas Rishan. It's for those aspects of the Bayashlishi that will be similar to the Bayashani and the Bayashrishan. The Ain Hokinami, Shiyu Bavinian Dalasit, Shinuyim Abinian Bayashani. And it's true, you're right, that there are going to be differences. Kiyagala Kadishbarhu Ainenu, because Hashem is going to reveal for us, we're going to be Hashem is going to kind of like open our eyes. <clears throat> and we'll be, we'll be able to understand what's hidden 
and what's obscured in the words of Yechezkel, then if Nehu, and then we will be able to build it in accordance. But we still need the recounting of the Bayashini because most of the main things in the Beis HaMikdash are based on the, the, the form that Hashem taught to David, and that will never change. And this is why the Rambam brings as a proof text this pasuk from the words that David said to his son Shlomai that all of this is written from from that from the from Hashem's hand which He taught me. So even though the Rebbe explained to us that there is efficacy in studying Mesechet Midas, and that's because there's, I mean, um, sorry. Um, yeah, Mesechet Midas, that there's efficacy in studying that. And, and that's because there are going to be many similarities. And, 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 in the main, it's going to be built on those similarities. But the Rebbe says, but this still is not enough. It's not convincing enough. It doesn't compute completely. There's going to be, in the, in the final analysis, there's going to be differences between the third Beis HaMikdash and, and the previous ones. And it's going to be necessary for Hashem to open our eyes and to make us understand what until this time is obscured in the words of Yechezkel, and if this is so, So why study something and what really is practically to be gained from studying something to which so many changes are going to be made, even if there are going to be so many similarities, there's still going to be so many changes. You could even argue that it will be not just inefficacious, but it could be confusing and it could, and it could cause more problems because if there's going to be changes, why would you want to study the, the blueprint of, of, of something that's going to be changed and tweaked? But but the Rebbe says, but based on what we've said above, which is a huge chiddush, I mean, it's 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 mind blowing what the Rebbe says that through studying you're actually building it. So based on this, because the Rebbe taught that the mitzvah asay of asuli mikdash is an ongoing mitzvah. That there remains always an uninterrupted fashion, constantly, the mitzvah to engage in building the mikdash. That the mitzvah is not just in learning about the bias. But we have an obligation to do everything that we can, that is dependent on our overtures, that everything should be ready for the base of English to be built immediately. And engaging in this study and the fulfillment of this mitzvah creates that the building of the Mikdash is not nullified. But what about <clears throat> But what about what the Rambam says, that Hashem is going to have to open our eyes and he's going to have to reveal for us the wisdom so we can understand what is hidden in the words of Yechezkel. And it also says uh, concerning certain things that when it will be built, 
Moshe and Aaron will be with us. Those of us who can remember uh, uh, Mordechai Ben David's iconic um, song, uh, Moshe and Aaron. Uh, he, it, I, it seems to me when I learned this, and maybe he was inspired by this, um, that when the when Mashiach will come, the base Midrash will be built. Moshe and Aaron will 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 be there. They'll be there with us. And they're going to reveal for us how we have to act. But this does not take away. This is not a deficit in what we're learning today. Just like a person that converts in Golas is a convert completely. Just like the person that does tshuva is a person that did tshuva completely and they can be reckoned as a, uh, as a witness halachically. The same thing. Our study today is not with a deficit. But just like the karbanas will have to be brought in, in, in when Mashiach comes, and that will add another la- level, another strata. So too, Moshe and Aaron, Hashem, will reveal to us the additional things in the base of Mikdash. <clears throat> and now in Zion, the Rebbe takes us deeper into this and brings in things that we're very familiar with, a seeming contradiction. That just like everything the Rebbe taught us is relevant to the learning and the engaging and the knowledge building of the exact design of the Beis HaMikdash, similarly, similarly, the same thing is relevant to the actual bias that will be rebuilt. Yadua, it's well known. That there are two opinions about the building of the of the base Hamidrash The first is that it's going to be revealed and it's going to come from heaven. It's it's a Mikdash from Hashem. And all you will do is you will, you will put some last-minute touches on it with your hands. But base, or the second opinion is the building is going to be built by people. Mashiach Yivanez base Hamidrash. Mashiach is going to come. He's going to be the um, the construction overseer, and it's going to be built by people. The echad haifanim and one way to reconcile these two seemingly dichotomous uh, opinions, we could say, those aspects of the of the Beis Hamikdash that are in the category of things that are explained and understood in Mesechet Midas and and from from Hilchos Beis Habchira in the Lashon of the Rambam, these are things that you can understand from the words of Yecheskel. Those who will be built uh, by people. And then there's the category of things that is not understandable. Those yiskalu mishamayim alidei kadosh baruch that will be revealed from heaven by Hashem. Oy ba'efen acher, or to say this a little bit differently in the brackets, binyan habayis lamata yebidei adam. There will be the building of a structure here below, and people will build it. Alidei Mashiach through Mashiach. She yiskalu loy masha ena meforish mavor. Mashiach will have explained to him, will be revealed to him, everything that is not clear. And then, and in this physical structure that will be built down here below, the Mikdash that comes down from above will be vested in the physical Mikdash that will be built by people in this world. And the Rebbe says, you can say that this is the same paradigm, 
we know that in the times of Beis HaMikdash, when Karbanis were brought, there was a fire that descended from above. But there was also a mitzvah for fire to be brought from below. So the fire from above vested itself in the fire that was brought from below. And, and we could forbring about this for, for, for days and weeks. This idea that we have to do, we have to do, we have to do. But self self at the end of the day, it's the fire from above that, 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 that has to come and vest itself in our overtures. And, and, that's, when, and that's when it gets done. And it is this that comes from above and vests itself in what we do below that will infuse and will ascertain the eternity of the third base of Mikdash. The fact that it's the Mikdash that comes from above. And now we can understand the difference for the, we can understand the differences between the two aforementioned opinions about the building of the base of Mikdash. There is the, the day of the Rambam that Mashiach will build the base of Mikdash. And then there's the Midrashim, and then there's the opinion that's brought down in the Zayhar and in Midrashim, The difference is the Rambam comes to teach us halacha. And according to Halacha, this is an obligation that B'nai Yisrael have to build Yisrael. So the Rambam, because he's writing a Sefer Halacha, underscores what B'nai Yisrael have to do. Because through this, they can complete the mitzvah that is incumbent upon them. In contradistinction, those aspects of the Beis HaMikdash Hashlishi that will be revealed from above. They are not found within the category of what is incumbent upon us. Just like the person that does tshuva today can't bring a korban. And the person that converts today can't bring a korban. It's not in our purview today. But the Medrash and the Zayir that illuminate the innermost aspects of Torah. Those two aspects of Torah engage with the completion of the base of Middash, the future base of Middash, and in its ultimate intent. And that is contingent. That is contingent on what will come from above, on the superlative qualities that can only come from above. Something that Hashem built. And therefore, the Zayar and the Midrash, they underscore the aspect of the Beis HaMikdash that will be built by Hashem and come down from heaven. And so now we can understand based on this, the whole idea of the Mikdash that will be built in the future, very soon. Again, the Rebbe circles back to this idea. The fact that there will be aspects of the Binyan Hashlishi that will come down from the heaven is not because of a deficit in what we are doing. Or, In what we can do, when we do it, we are actually doing it completely. And then will be added to that what will be revealed and done from Shemayim. 
But it's not the pshat that we didn't do everything we were supposed to do or everything that we could do. We did. And then Hashem comes with the fire from heaven, with the binyan from heaven. Ches. Now we can understand. You remember the Rebbe asked, why, but when it comes, let's just circle back for a minute to encapsulate the beginning of the Sikha. The Rebbe said that we know, this is axiomatic, that there is a correlation between the time that you read a Parsha and what's going on, right? And our Parsha, especially, on, uh, it's so obvious because it begins with telling us exactly when Aaron Akain passed and how many years he lived. And we are reading this in the time of Ben HaMetzarim. And furthermore, this year, it's going to be Shabbos Mevorchim, Chedesh Menachem of. And the Rebbe says it's oh, Masai is always either on Rosh Chedesh, the day after, or Shabbos Mevorchim. So the Rebbe asked, so why is there a difference? About Misa Sadikim, it says, Avzar b'chayim hu b'chayim. It's unequivocal. When his children are alive, the tzaddik is alive. When the students are doing what the tzaddik wants, the tzaddik is alive. But when you learn about the Beis HaMikdash, it's only ki'ilu, it's as if. But the Rebbe says now, based on everything that we learned, basically based on everything I taught you till now, now yimtaku, it will be sweetened. We will, we're in a better position to understand what does it mean ki'ilu or said differently, when you are busy and engaged with this, it's like you're building it. And the Rebbe says this is true in, in two different ways. After we understand that the absolute completion of the Beis HaMikdash will only be reached through that which is revealed from above. Whether it's the information will be revealed or the actual binion will come down. And it's only that which comes down from above that causes the base Hamikdash to have that eternal quality. Like it says in Tehillim, if Hashem won't build the house, then all of our toil and all of our work is for nothing. All of the builders toil for nothing. I knew this means. The first base of Middash and the second base of Middash, they were built by people. Therefore, they did not have a kiyum. They did not have eternity. But the third base of Middash will exist forever. It's going to be built by Hashem. So we have to say, so our fulfillment of the mitzvah of building the base of Mikdash today through learning about the design and all the details have to be, has to be like and in the same kind of paradigm as what will be built by Bnei Yisrael in the future. We have to learn today all the information that is available to us that will be part of what the Jews will use to build the base of Israel Mashiach comes. That's on one hand. On the other hand, and just like the base of Middash will only be completed dafka through what will be revealed from above. In the same way today, when we are studying Hilchas Beis Abchira, that 
we have to understand that it's like I I I I, I reckon it to be. It's always going to be ke'ilu. Because the fullness of it, even when the Jews are going to build it, is only going to be with what Hashem does. Test. Based on all of the above, we learn... Uh, we get instruction for each one of us. Rashes, first of all, at Kama Roy Umasim Lasai Bitaris Habayas Surasai Umitsav Um Um How worthy it is and how appropriate it is to delve into the terror of building the, the base Hamigdash and its design and its exits and its entrances, etc. And especially at this time in Bein Hamitzarim, was after we understand that through learning we actually are mekayim the mitzvah asay to build the base hamikdash. And when we start to build the base hamikdash, ipso facto, it weakens. The Chorban. This is such Mechadika words that, you know, uh, they say seeing is believing, but even more true is the converse. Believing is seeing. So when we are building the base Hamikdash through our study, we're weakening the tentacles of the Golas on our psyche and on our lives. It's, it's a very powerful thing. Umachalish as he may be and therefore, it weakens the overall um, darkness and, <clears throat> and the severity of this time of Bein HaMetzarim. The Zed Gufa. And so this itself, that from this overture that we're engaged in, which is like we're building it, we will come to the time where Mashiach will build the physical structure. And immediately the Besamidrash from above will be revealed. And it should be it should be speedily in our day for real. Um, so for those of us who have been on the fence and we were thinking like, you know, this whole thing, like I'm slow working my davening and my chitas and my sefer mitzvahs and, and, and now I'm, I'm, I'm learning a sicha every week. I, I, like this is, the, my husband's doing this, um, but I'm, I am taking away from this sicha that I got to get into the game and it, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. One thing. One one detail of the exit, the the entrances. One thing. I mean, to understand that learning this weakens the gullus. It weakens the gullus, and you know, there's there's a global gullus. There's personal gullus that each person has, and 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 the power of of, of the learning to to actually build a base on This is this is big big stuff. This is really really big stuff.